Welcome to the Voices of Freedom podcast by Freedom All Cart. Each week, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews from survivors and professionals, as well as actionable tips that you can implement in your life to become a better advocate for human trafficking survivors. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now let's jump into the next episode of Voices of Freedom. Welcome to the podcast. Both of you have actually been on the podcast before um, in different ways, but I'm happy to have you both with us. So um, today we have a guest co-host who is Dory, and we're excited to have her. And then our um, speaker for today is going to be Vanessa. Dory, do you want to give a quick introduction of who you are real quick? Sure, sure. Hi, I'm Dory. I am so glad to be here. Um, I am the housing resource manager of um, apartment complex that we're, that we're doing, you know, to help um, survivors. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about being here with you guys. Oh, Thanks. Awesome. Okay, Vanessa, do you want to give a quick introduction of who you are and share a couple fun facts about yourself? Sure. It is really great to be back here. Uh, I, mean, I love that the podcast is has gained traction over the years. You do a really, really great job. Dory, it's also really great to be here with you today. Um, okay, so... I am the Workforce Development Program Manager here at Freedom Alicart, and we'll get more into that in a little bit. Um, some, what I think is fun facts about me is that I absolutely love my bicycle, and I just rode 50 miles this past, uh, like, two weeks ago. Dang, girl. Right after I did a Tough mutter. Oh. And so I just love getting dirty. I like being challenged and, like, facing things that I think I probably won't be able to accomplish and just getting in there and trying. How and, are you walking? <laughs> well, today specifically, <laughs> I'm not walking well. Because I, I did this workout a couple days ago, and Dory and I actually worked out uh, yesterday together, and I can't hardly move. That's She <laughs> walked in this morning, she she was hurting from working out. I said, my body hurts. My body hurts. <laughs> I was like, can we, like, can we schedule our workout for today for tomorrow? She's like, yes. I, yeah, I was grateful. I felt the energy of, like, absolutely. <laughs> That's so funny. It's good, it's good stuff. Um, okay. So today's episode is about our workforce development program here at Freedom All Cart. Can you tell us how this program began? Sure. Okay. So way back in the day, I think it's probably been 12 years now when Freedom Alicart first began, uh, first partnered with Catch Court, which I, I'm sure the listeners probably already know about that. Um, so the partnership began because there was a gap in employment. There were services for treatment and program and counseling, and there was court services for other things, probation um, and rest, uh, like, what's it called? Restoration, I guess. Yeah. Um, restorative mm-hmm. justice, I guess. But there was a gap in employment, so it was just really hard for survivors of human trafficking to be able to become employed because of the barriers that that life kind of put, like forces you into for the most part. Mm-hmm. The things that we have to do to survive, to not get beat down for the day, to to make the right amount of money in the right amount of time puts us in really tough positions. And then there's all the other things like just being hungry and having no resources and having no support systems that are good and healthy that we can turn to. Mm-hmm. So like there are a lot of barriers. And so Freedom a la carte recognized that. And they were like, let's create a food cart for people to work at so we can employ them and, and not only just give them, like help them to work and make money to support themselves, but also help them to become self-sufficient long-term. Right. And so that comes with some workforce development like programming. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like the beginning of it. Cool. Yeah. Structure. So um, can you talk about each of the phases to help with the development process 
Yeah. For the participants. So it has been a really cool journey to be a part of this. And I have a really great team that, and we have worked together to try to create programming that is really relevant to our participants mm-hmm. and walking that fine line of being relevant in the, the grand scheme of things, but also super individualized. Mm-hmm. So it comes with its own challenges, but also super necessary challenges. So like I said before, I'm up for a challenge. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And there's something really great when an individual is on their path and they're just progressing. It's just something really great about oh, yeah. that. Uh, and that the like self-worth and the light in their eyes and the self-confidence that like kind of builds on that. It's just really, really amazing. Um, okay. So we have four phases and the first phase is kind of like a foundational phase. So it's just about like they're coming into a new place to work and there's complex trauma that's mm-hmm. involved with most of our participants and, uh, and, and their own individual barriers. So we're kind of getting to know them in that way and they're getting to know us in that way. And some people come in and they are like on fire, ready to go, um, and doing really well and don't need a ton of support. Um, but then there's people that come in that this is their first job they've ever had. And so trying to, to learn how to be employed with an authority figure, and we know that traffickers were an authority figure, so trying not to to be like that. We know, like, Freedom Alicart doesn't want to be an authority figure that matches the trafficker kind of authority figure, but how do you run a business, and how do you be, uh, like, teaching people and holding people accountable without triggering that authority figure fear in... Right. It's just complex, right? Yeah. So... Part of it is is all of our staff is trauma informed and really try to, to to lead with a trauma lens. So when someone leaves the building because they've been triggered, there's so much grace in that. Like yes, they're leaving because they're triggered. They're not leaving because they don't care about the job or they don't mm-hmm. need it. Nothing like that. It's something has been activated. So mm-hmm. if our team can see that, then they can respond in a trauma informed way and help them work through these types of triggers and activations to be able to stay employed long term and to be able to self-regulate so they can be self-sustaining long-term. So that's that happens throughout all the phases, but that's really highlighted in the first phase. Yeah, the bulk of phase yes. one. Yes, awesome. and a lot of change. And, you know, like for any change for any normal human and any people at all is challenging. Mm-hmm. Like it's just challenging and it's scary. So we just want to like wrap around people and help them to work through changes and fears and activation, I guess. Um, and then our second phase is the longest phase. Uh, they're in that the most um, amount of time. First phase is like up to six months. And then the second phase is a year. And then the third phase is another six months. And then the fourth phase is when they're not employed here anymore. And we're just helping them with anything that they need, if anything, um, around job retention. But back to the second phase is like job readiness stuff. It's resume writing, interview skills, um, Anything that they need on their journey to get to the path or get to the destination that they individually are trying to get to. Is this where? No, yeah, you're doing great. (laughs) Is this where phase two is when we partner with like other community um, business people? I don't know what the proper name is, but like, like, yeah, potential business partnerships where like we do like mock interviews and stuff too, right? Yes. So we do have these um, with the individual like sessions and development and then we have like group development which we're calling them cohorts but we might need to change that name at some point but in the cohorts we do try to bring partners from the community in for a couple of reasons um one is partnerships really bring a lot to the table they bring great information new set of eyes different Mm -hmm. language appropriate language um Mm -hmm. and 
and they are usually a part if they're partnered with us they want to get back and they want to yeah. be connected to um, our organization which is really awesome it also helps our members to see people outside of freedom also as potential employers and that they can start to see their own worth. Mm -hmm. And so like some, some language that I'm starting to use right now is like, we have such untapped talent. We have amazing people that work with us and they're like capable of so much. Just got to tap into it, you know? And so those barriers really keep people on the side, marginalized, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people can't really tap into that talent because they have a felony or right. they don't have a GED or whatever, but if, their work ethic is amazing. If any of our listeners are interested, would they be able to reach out um, to help be a part of this? Yes. And okay. we have, they can reach out to me personally. They can reach out to anybody in the organization and they'll connect you with me. What people are already good at and what they love to do. And yeah. that's what we want them to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're really good at interviewing, we want you to come in and interview our participants, our members, um, so that they can get like real life experience if they haven't had it, or even if they have, just to like up that game a little bit yeah. um, and just get some advice and some input and practice. Yeah. I think that's a good way to get involved with the organization too. Like mm-hmm. if you've been looking for something to like help give back in a way, like this would be a good like first step. Um, in helping this yes. part of the yeah. program. Absolutely. And it's it's there's something really magical in like seeing our people grow. And if you are around long enough and you really see the change, there's just something really great about that. Like it's yeah. it's different than anything else. It's really cool. So phase three. Yes. So phase three is like they are getting ready to leave Freedom Alicar and work somewhere else outside of Freedom Alicar. And so we're really grinding at this point. Mm-hmm. Now we're making sure our resume is all the way put together. And we're putting them in front of, of people to really practice the interviewing skills and doing it on a, a, a different level. So this is like next step kind of level. Mm-hmm. And we also offer shadowing and we pay them for their time. If they find a place they want to shadow, it, ideally in the field that they're trying to already go in. So right. just to get their foot in the door and just to really observe and see if this organization is actually a place that they want to work It like the organization organization that they're shadowing at and we'll pay them for their time because mm-hmm. money is a real need for mm-hmm. all people. <laughs> and so one thing we don't want to do is to keep them from being able to pay their bills or they have to choose food or shadowing. Like we don't right. want that to be a thing. Um, so we absolutely pay them for their time to go and shadow different places. And then we also offer an internship which is where we pay them to intern at another place for up to 40 hours. I didn't and know that. This is fairly new. Cool. Yeah, that's got to be new. This is really, sure. really great. And I'm super excited about it. That's um, awesome. So Thoughts. up to 40 hours in a month, we will pay them to work elsewhere. Uh-huh. And some of this is like taking some pressure off of employers if there are barriers, like if they have a criminal record or don't quite have the education that the job normally requires, which I can get really annoyed about. <laughs> I, I get some feelings over here. Um, but they can yeah. get in there and... And they can be like interning with the employer and see, is this an employer and a place that I actually want to work at? Right. And then the employer can also see this untapped talent and see what like, what they're it. really about. Yeah, yes. give them an opportunity yes. to, I, to, to be received without all that other stuff, you yes. know, that's in the way those, exactly. those what, what did you call them? Those bound, those, those borders, those barriers, those barriers, yeah. those barriers. So you can take those barriers down and get to know the person and then you get to hire them, you know, and then yes. I think that's an awesome. It thing. is awesome. And, and nowadays, and I, I really love, there are uh, communities that are starting to really embrace justice involved folks mm-hmm. and to see that there's, there's a real asset in having someone that has been justice involved in a, in a, a lot of different, 
different ways. And one of them is just like being able to identify certain things in the organization or people that need some development or need some assistance. Mm -hmm. And um, most of us, many of us have either been justice involved or know someone close to us that have been justice involved. Um, And same with drug addiction. Like even if like I'm not an addict, chances are I know probably five (laughs) five addicts. So Mm -hmm. I think we really need to be more open to that untapped talent and yeah. not push them to the side because of these histories that they have. Yeah. That we have, I, I have a history. You guys know that. Um, right. So we're pulling points. Yeah. Take them it off really the paper does. and put right. them in front of you as a human. Right. And, and see what happens. Cause it's incredible. We have people that start in businesses and mm-hmm. peer supporters and just people that have gone out and come back to freedom and we're starting working full time. Right. Uh, <laughs> just really, really cool things. And then the last phase is phase four, and this is yeah. after they've graduated. This is, have they technically graduated? Not no. yet. Okay, no. they haven't graduated yet. Yeah, so um, yeah. there's like a celebration when someone moves to phase four, and it's like bittersweet because mm-hmm. this is the path. Typically, they've been here close to two years if they're moving into phase four, and it's like we have built relationships with these people. We have watched them come in, go through many things, and then and then they have to leave. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that can be sad. So we have, um, so when they're in phase four, hopefully the goal is always that they're already employed mm-hmm. elsewhere while they're, so there's like a, um, a start date in another employer. And, and then we just kind of wrap around them and provide resources, whatever they need really. So if they need, um, if they need an uplift and they just need to meet with someone, they can walk into freedom right. at any given time and just kind of be reminded of how good they are and how capable they are. And then we can just, I can bust out 10 things of like what people have overcame since they've been with us like that. Cause I work with them closely. Mm-hmm. And so just a reminder that like you might struggle yeah. you might have self doubt and that's okay. Most people do. And that's pretty normal. Let's yes. keep moving forward. Yeah. And, um, and then the piece of, I really forgot. Oh, then we do like kind of like get togethers too, just to kind of keep um, the idea is to keep relationships and keep community. Yeah. And we don't want them to be too far away. We don't want them to ever feel like they can't talk with us. And so to have those kind of gatherings, I'm hoping will keep continue to foster that trust and relationship. Okay. Um, next question is, can you share about the importance of our workforce development program serve that our program serves? So I think you touched on that a little bit, yeah. but if you need to like add anything else, if not, we can yeah. jump to the next question. So I just think that uh, it's really <clears throat> important because we pretty much, if you're a survivor of human trafficking and you've been out of that life and you have a commitment to not going back to that life and you've been out for six months and have been, if you identify as an addict and you've been sober for six months, like we'll take, like we want you, mm-hmm. we want you with us. And so you don't have to um, pass a criminal background. You don't have to have a certain level of education. Like we are here for people who just need a little bit of guidance or resources to get to the next level. And uh, so I just think that's really important to, to note. So then when people are here and some of them in the beginning can have their struggles, um, we just give them as much grace as we possibly can, trying to walk that line of empowering versus enabling. So we want to hold people accountable with dignity mm-hmm. and respect and transparency. Um, and try and we give more more than one chance, more than two chances, more than three chances. It's yeah. whatever that individual needs that stays on that line of empowerment and doesn't cross over into enabling. And we're not perfect at that. We are human. We love our people. Uh, so sometimes we, we dabble a little in the enabling and we just got to pull it back because we want to make sure we're doing right by them. Yeah. It's not about our feelings 
feelings as much as it is like, is that going to be the right decision and mm-hmm. right, like little boost or, or whatever for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, it's, it's an interesting journey to be on as a personal journey for myself. Yeah, I'm sure the, like, just looking at, like, the role that you sit in has to be sometimes very challenging and difficult Mm -hmm. to be able to say no to one person but yes to another person because you know one person is ready to be told no but the other person isn't. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just feel like every day you are so close to these participants and just like loving them so hard but also like helping them grow yes and being able to set boundaries with them like individually would just be really challenging yeah it so. definitely comes with those challenges um we do have some some guide some guidelines to kind of tap into when it gets messy mm-hmm. and we live in the gray which we're really proud of and we want to because we work with individual people yeah. individual people they're not all going to one type of work like these are individuals mm-hmm. and they all come or most of them come from severe complex trauma so we have to be very individualized with them to serve that individual well. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, it is challenging. And we have to also do really well at taking care of ourselves uh, because if I'm not taking care of myself, trauma or not, and I'm, I'm coming up against these really, sometimes really hard, sometimes really visual, sometimes really vulgar conversations, uh, I, I can get burnt out yeah. and, and I can start to have like ugh, feelings mm-hmm. and I can't serve well if I'm like that. So mm-hmm. thank God we're in an organization that wants to not just say, be good at self-care, but like our examples all over the place of what self-care looks like. Mm-hmm. And so then we also get to pass that on to anybody we come in contact with, right. more specifically at workforce development, folks who... Again, if they aren't doing self-care and we have complex trauma and some other things going on potentially, because as we come from that life, there's a lot of stuff to clean up, then we're not doing them. We're not doing them a service. Mm -hmm. It's really important that we we see this in action because then we can talk about it all day long. But what does it actually look like? Right. Mm, That's cool. So um, I wanted to talk about the increase in participants we serve. Yeah. Okay. So we, uh, yeah, you're talking about the amount of people, right? Yeah. Of uh, like where it was to where it is now kind Correct. of thing. Correct. Gotcha. Got it. So when Freedom First started, there was like three of us, <laughs> like back in the day. And I'm food goofy. I say that every time I ever talk about Freedom. Yeah. It is a really great service to Freedom that I don't work in catering. <laughs> <laughs> I still look at the stuff and I'm like, that looks amazing. I have no idea what that is. That's incredible. Um so back then, it was like just a few of us trying to figure out how to work together as a team, which, by the way, is not always easy. Mm. When we come from the streets and now we're trying to work together and we're at that time, the money was a lot different than it is now. Thank God that it's different now. Um, but when you start from you have to start from somewhere. Right. Yeah. And so the, the days were hard. We were all trying to figure out how to make an honest day's living budget, pay our bills not feel like the banks are bad because I grew up believing that systems were bad. Um, so like rewiring, that's a huge part of what Freedom Alicard is about is helping people to rewire some of the erroneous belief systems that we grew up with. I'm grabbing and, this pen to write that word down because okay. that'll be really good for marketing. Re- re- rewiring. rewiring. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Transformation. I hope that's in there too. Um, so like back then it was just a few of us just trying to like fill that gap of employment and um, do some like workforce development things in the meantime. 
over the years, it has absolutely changed. So now it's like when I first started working in workforce development as the program manager, um, I think it's we're coming out like already a year and a half, I think mm-hmm. now, um, which is really crazy and time absolutely flies. There was um, a certain, I know I should know numbers, but I don't. So I think there was probably like nine or 10 people. Mm-hmm. But now that it's rotating, that really helps to like free up some space for other people to come in. So as people are are done with freedom, are like finished here, like yeah. their, their work has been um, done well and they're ready to move on into the fields that they actually want to go into, we get to bring more people in. And so, um, so over the amount of the time that I've been here, I think there's been, I don't know, probably like 25 people that I've worked with. Those numbers, I don't know the numbers. I should have probably led with that. Well, um, it, it doesn't really matter the numbers. No. Just we've had a huge increase yes. of mm-hmm. the number of people that we can serve in this program, and yes. that's what is important. Yes, thank you for making that <laughs> nice and clear for people because I know I was fumbling around on that. No, um, you're fine. But it is cool to watch people grow through the program and then, like, some people come up against fear as they're about to transition out. I mean, because freedom has has been with them for a long time, so it's scary to move out. So then once they are out into another field and they realize, like, they're good out there too, like, that is just so great to watch them, like, actually go for their dreams, who they want to be, and aren't pu- pushed back by bears. Now they have two years of of consistent work that they can put on their resume Mm -hmm. and references and whatever trainings they have done since they've been here that they can add to the resume so and we're also trying to amp that up so looking for programs that people can get like certified in so they can take certificates with them and like proof of education that they've gotten along the way so they can carry that with them um, wherever they're trying to go so speaking of like the future what where do you see the program five years from now yeah I saw this question coming and <laughs> the only, so sometimes I forget to dream super big because sometimes I'm right here right now, mm-hmm. but I do see us duplicating in other cities. Mm-hmm. I do see a real yes. need for that and how important that's going to be. And I think it's super beneficial to the communities that we get to be in. Um, I see, definitely see really clear cut certification programs and educational programs that's what I'm really hopeful for is that that is like solidified so because right now I'm like searching and hoping and and what is beneficial to the most people so that I can really build partnerships um, with them and so that's that's something I'm really hoping will be nice and and smooth in the future Mm -hmm. and like with the education part we do have like an education like mentorship program that's like starting to really amplify right now so we can connect people with educational resources and tutoring and counseling I guess I'm going into um, the next thing which is some of the services that we provide yeah and that's some of them is like we have counseling that's on site that they can get their their hourly wage while they're in counseling we're just trying to break down barriers like money is a real thing people need to be able to pay their bills and we want, we don't want them to not go to counseling. And so if they want counseling, it is a resource that they can they can have while here and on the clock. Um, and then I already said something about the education piece, uh, mentorship in other areas. It's professional mentorship and just like personal mentorship. Um, and then I'm also thinking about I wonder if we could do maybe I'm dreaming. I don't know. Um, the level of connection and mentorship that someone is like literally right next to someone while they're working. And I know because then you can see what the barriers are. Because like when I'm like a buddy system, kind, almost? well, 
kind of, yeah. I guess that's the only thing that popped in my yeah, head. Yeah, I, way of saying I think, it. Like, two people join at the same time, or are you thinking, like, someone's in phase one and someone else is in phase three, and you link them together? Yeah, or someone that isn't in the program. Okay. Someone that's a partner of freedom that can, like, help someone in the professional development area. Oh, okay. Um, even so if mentors it's, helping mentors or? Mentors helping participants or our members, like, real time in the moment because a lot of times I'll get information later three days later I'm like oh I didn't even know about this conflict I wonder what we could have done different but I'm not in the middle of it so I can't really see I get this side this story from one person another story from another yeah so if someone in the moment was there maybe to help identify like what could we done should we pause there should have we had a private conversation should we Mm. use different language should we take a walk before we have a conversation like whatever so um I don't know what all that looks like. That's just thinking about mm-hmm. additional things, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Awesome. Involving more people. Yeah. Do you guys have, I think that wraps it up pretty much. Do you guys have anything else that you want to add or any other questions that you thought of, Dory? I don't have any questions, but okay. I think it's really amazing just how the program is growing and the way that you explained it. I really appreciate you being here and explaining in great detail about it. Because for me, the way that, the way that you spoke, I see unity, and that's the word that comes. You know, bringing people closer together, first of all, the break barriers, mindsets that are are not aware of really what a person is and who they really are because of stigmatizations or stereotype or maybe upbringing. You know, yeah. so you're breaking so many different type of barriers, even in cultures. Yes. Even. Yes. So to give other people opportunities that they did not have. Yeah. So I just think that's a really awesome program that, you know, Freedom has. And I'm just really grateful to be a part of it. Yeah. Thank I love that you said that. That, that. that I think that was a great way to articulate. I love it that you received it that way. And you're absolutely right. Like, I'm changing mindsets. I love that. Write that one down. <laughs> and <laughs> I have like a whole list of like words here for marketing purposes. That is it, right? And we also go out into the community and do educational things to potential employers or really anybody that will listen. And we do it for free. So we go and we talk about trauma and we talk about human trafficking so people can can know what it's like in our, in our real life experience. No names, obviously. And um, so, yes, we're trying to change mindsets and be revolutionary. So it's more than just um, we hope that these individuals do well, which, of course, we do. But we also want to change like everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm OK with that. I'm like, let's let's take that on. Because it eliminates areas. There's so many, so much stuff Mm. out there that keeps this untapped talent untapped, which is not okay. So we want Mm. to, like, change mindset. I love that word. You got me fired up, Dory. (laughs) I appreciate you both being here, Dory. I love that you were able to be here and guest co-host and hopefully have you back in the future. And Vanessa, I always enjoy just listening to you talk. Like, I could just, like... Sit here and just <laughs> listen. You're so well, like, spoken and articulate. And Thank I don't you. get to listen to you, like, when you go out speaking and stuff. I never get to, like, go with you. So yeah. I just enjoy having Thank you on you. the podcast. Thank and you. hopefully you'll be on it again. Always a pleasure to be here for sure. All right. That's a wrap. All right. <laughs>